Hey, what's up? What's Love up, y'all? How y'all doing out there? Appreciate y'all all for tuning in. This is Blog Talk Radio interview. This is your boy, comedian Sean Harris. I got a special guest on the line with me today. Somebody who I'm a fan of, always been a fan of. Spit that fire from back in the day. NWA fame. My man, the DOC, the doc is on the line. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, brother? Man, it's glad to get you on this phone, man. And it's a, it's an honor to me right now to have you on this line with me, bro. Oh, man, I appreciate the love. It's all good. You know, it's all love on mine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I remember back back in the 99, 90, when, when that uh, Funky Enough was my jam. That was, that, that was my... I mean, you got? Are you like some kind of Trinidad, or you got some island in you? Nah, man, that was that old English in me. <laughs> Cause that flow was like I could hear some of that. You can't believe you're being sick. That's like you know some Jamaican stuff. Well, that dude got to be from yeah, the yeah. Or I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I, I'm sure that I'd heard. You know, yeah. I'm a fan of a lot of music, so I'm, I'm sure that I, I'd heard that. Somewhere, and I was kind of drunk that night, and the beat sounded Jamaican, so that's just what kind of came out. <laughs> yep, that's what's happening. That's what's happening, man. So, <clears throat> you know, first of all, I just want to jump right into this Straight Outta Compton film. Uh, like, your, your affiliation with NWA was big, evidently. He was, on, he was with them for, for however long or however long he's with them. Do you feel like they portrayed your character right in the movie? Uh, you know that that's a tough question, and and I got mixed feelings about it. But uh, you know, for for whatever purpose it was, those guys made that movie. Right. Uh, it, it 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 was a good movie. I enjoyed watching it, and it did pretty good. So um, it wasn't really wasn't really my story. So I wasn't right. looking for my part to be told, uh, oh. per se, you know. Because uh, if you tell my part, a lot of other people's parts get fucked up, you know. True, uh-huh. true. And you from Dallas, so my thing would be, like, how did you even get linked up with them? Did you, like, being from Dallas, and how did you get linked up with them in the beginning? Well, this kid, when I, was, when I first started rapping in Dallas, it was too. Two MCs and the DJ, and the, the DJ in my group was from California and worked okay. with Dre and him in that club. Uh, that was in oh. that movie, and right. so uh, I got introduced to Dre through that guy. And then Dre said, "Man, if he was in California, we'd be rich." So uh, oh. I said, "Okay," and that's what happened. There it is. And there it is. Shoot. I'm very, you know, the NWA era was so big to me, man, back in the day. You know, we used to, I used to actually be an intern on UMTV Raps with Ed Lover and Dr. Dre. Oh, that's so, cool. I, yeah, this is back way before I started doing comedy. So I'd be around. I just never went to L.A. when they did the parties, NWA parties. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You being there, what were they like, like for real, for real? <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, look in. <laughs> I tell you, that's what that was. I ain't even playing because it was, it was just nuts. 
bet it was, man. So, um, <clears throat> okay, we had, you know, getting funky enough. Was, what, did Dre do that beat? That was Dre's uh, track? Funky yeah, enough? Dre did the track. It, it came from uh, a song called Misdemeanor by the, by the uh, Silvers. Uh, right. Dre just pretty yep. That'd be the dope, man. What's the first word that comes to your mind when you think about hip-hop in general? Uh, for hmm. me? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. That's, it, it, it it's, it's been a lifesaver, you know, and it continues to be a lifesaver right. for a lot of a lot of people, you know, just like any other uh, construct of the matrix, people have taken it and, and, and used it in funny ways, you know, but, but it was built um, to save, for us to save ourselves, you know. Right. Used, that's, what, that's what it used to be about. It was all about. Uh, you see, I'm, I think I'm stuck in the old school, man, because if I listen to one of your records from back in the day to a record today, there's no comparison on the lyrics. I mean, these dudes don't have lyrics no more. They're just making sounds. These sounds are, are making them millions of dollars off one track, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's they the have what they goes. say. It's business. It's church into a business. Hip-hop is a commodity now. It's not just the art form made by kids. That shit is used by Coca-Cola and Sprite and Kentucky Fried Chicken and all these other folks, they they play the right. music in the background to drive you to that product. It, it's called commercialization, and it's what capitalism is built on. And now hip-hop is infused inside that machine, and so the machine dictates what, what's cracking. Right, 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 okay. What would you say was the most defining moment in your life at this moment, up until today. The most defining thing. That wreck. That wreck. I was the car How did that go down? We not heard stories, but what's the truth? Drunk driving. You know. <laughs> drunk driving. High as a kite, probably. And, uh... Trying to make it home, going from one girl's house to another girl's house, and then trying to go home, you know. And and it's about four o'clock in the morning, doing what I had no business doing, right? Um, and fell asleep behind the car, behind the wheel of the car, and and it, you know, it's just a, uh, it's just by the grace of God that I even got out of that thing alive. Oh, you know. Uh, it took me a long time to deal with that, and I'm still kind of fighting through it because the one thing that I love to do, the one thing that I was really fucking great at, I couldn't do it no more. And it was that shit was really hard to deal with. And, and so uh, it took a lot of liquor, a lot of drugs, a lot of fighting, a lot of, you know, self-sabotage. Maybe even some, uh, maybe even some uh, suicide attempts, 
you know, to, to get past that shit. You know, it was bad for a minute, but um, by the time I got to Erica, uh, things things had started to to turn the page, and she put a lot of energy into me as well during the late '90s, and uh, helped me get my helped me get my mind back right. Then gave me a little Eric, girl. Talking about the artists we all love, the R&B artists we all love out here in in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, I'm talking about Badu. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. You know, I'm glad that you got through that, man. You know, that right there is a testimony. And somebody listening right now might be going through the same thing. I know I got a DUI in the past. I didn't have an accident, but I got one and lost my license. And it took me forever to get my license back. And since then, I learned my lesson and don't drink and drive, especially now that we got Uber. You feel me? Well, <laughs> they no Uber if, back if you are. If you're getting drunk as a fucking skunk and getting in the car and driving, then you're only just waiting for that accident because it's coming. Huh. Huh. And I was doing it. I know I've done it before. I ain't going to lie. I don't know how I made it home. Woke up in the driveway like, yeah, how did I get here? A lot of people said that shit. I'm sure sure a thousand people have said that. You know what I mean? It's only a few. Uh, uh, Well, probably more than a few. But some of us are going to get bit by that bullet. Some of us not. It just so happened that when I got bit by that bullet, it almost cost me my life, and I was in a high-profile high kind of spot. So mm. I could have took that and picked it up and, and been a champion of it, but I didn't have the mind frame to do that. So you, you probably you probably pushed me towards uh something that I really should be doing, you know, speaking a lot more about um, drinking and driving because that shit is no bueno, you know, like, that's no good. Man, dude, I mean, you got a platform for that. And we all get on here and talk about different diseases like cancer and, and Alzheimer's and ADHD and all this other stuff, but we don't talk about stuff like that. that that's a big platform. I know for a fact, I know for a fact my friends drink and drive. I know for a fact. You know what I'm saying? And I can't tell them not to. You know, they, they don't listen to me, but somebody like you, yourself, <laughs> might listen to you. Well, look here. Most, I, I find this to be the truth, most grown folks is just big-ass kids. And right. so when you tell a kid some shit and they don't want to do that shit, they're not going to do it, you know, until right. it happens to them. But the message is real. Drinking and driving is... No good. And any smart person, um, if you're gonna drink and get loaded, would would need to be need to drink and ride. Don't drink and drive if you're gonna get loaded. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Absolutely, man. And I, I'm glad that you got through that, man, because you still got a voice. You still got something that you need to say, and people need to listen to that. You know what I mean? So um, I appreciate that. No doubt, man. No doubt. Uh, what else I ask you? Um, so, what's a, what's what's one thing on your bucket list that you haven't done yet? Shit, I don't know. I don't have no bucket list. I don't. I don't plan on going nowhere. And uh, you know, even even if I do it, that's a god thing. Like, I just yeah. want to be happy, bro. I just want. My, me to be happy, my family to be happy, like I, 
um, two girls and two boys. Well, two girls, a boy and a boy on the way. And How old are they? So I want to. Uh, my oldest is twenty five. Oh wow! And Puma is Puma's eleven. And I got a son named Legend. He's one. And and another son that's in the oven. So it seems like every ten years I got that itch. <laughs> but this last time the itch came. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know we get to certain age. You know you need a little help sometimes. <laughs> Shit, I took a lot of time off, man. I got a lot of catching up to do. Right. <laughs> Think you missed out on something? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, man, yo, is is um, how is the co-parenting thing doing? I'm doing that myself. I got a seven. My son is six. My oldest is 22. My little boy is six. I'm co-parenting. How's that working for you? Is that working cool? Let me tell you, I'm not, some of the things that I say, bro, and, and I'm just riffing because you asked the question. Right. But some of the things that I see when I look at 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 what's going on on um. In society as a whole, I'll just make a general that generalization. Uh, it is sad, and it's no wonder that these kids are growing up fucked up because the parents have ceased to give a shit. Seems like about the kid, right? If you are in a situation where you're you're uh, you have a significant other or a person right. that you made a child with and you hate that person, the child didn't do nothing. So for the sake of that kid, you're supposed to suck it up and be the best co-parent that you can with that other person. For the child's sake. Because you've already had your chance. Give the child a chance. You know what I mean? Get that baby a shot. At at least give it a shot at at some sort of happiness. And it, it isn't a given fact that uh, two co-parents parenting a child the best they can is going to make a healthy, happy kid. But at least you yeah. give it the best opportunity you can. That's true. That's true. You got to like, even if you don't get along with each other, like you said, the kid ain't got nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Now, it just so happens me and Erica. Like, I love Erica. Love her. Right. You know, uh, as a person. Like, right. I'm not, in, like, in love with her, but I love her. And if she called me, I'm going, right? And that's not yeah. just because of Puma, but that's a lot because of Puma. Because she she went through that stuff with her body to give me to give me that beautiful little girl. The least I right. could do for her is be a best, uh, the best friend, at least. I could be to her. That's the least I could right. do. Call me, I'm going to. No, I was playing. <laughs> 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 this joker had to slide that one in there. You just, you, you, you open the door for that one. Hey, hey she called my phone. I'm going to. Yeah, <laughs> you know, she, she got an elevator um, with telephone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Look, again, I appreciate the call, man. I appreciate the time. One last thing, man. What do you listen to now? What do you actually like now? Who? I don't Who's your I don't favorite know. artist now? I don't, I don't, I don't have one of those, you know. Music is too, uh, it doesn't allow you to get into the person, you know, like what made, what made people great in my day. Uh, For me, 
is that you got to get into that person. And there's not enough diversity in the heart these days where you can really get into a person as opposed to that person because nine out of every ten of the guys that's rapping now is dope boys and they all got money and they all do this and it's all the same shit. Nobody really has a different theme that they live by or they all gangbangers and they all tough and they all, you know, back in my day, this guy was kind of a weirdo. This guy was a roughneck. This guy was a piece of love guy. Everybody had that kind of their own angle that they was coming at it from, and it gave you a chance to get into a different person's kind of uh, thought pattern and and ways and thinking and whatnot, and that made the music better for me. But now if you're listening to one, you're pretty much listening to them all. So, you know, if it's on the radio, I hear it other than that. I will say this. You have a good chance to meet Prince. I met Prince once uh, when, when Erica was, yeah, met him once when Erica was pregnant with uh, Puma. Uh, she had a party, and he came to her set in Dallas, and she introduced me to him. And I had so much respect for the guy. I was sitting oh. down. I didn't want to stand up because I didn't want to be taller <laughs> than him. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I shook his hand sitting down and shit. And just sat there and let him and Erica finish the conversation. Man, he's truly going to be missed, man. That dude was a genius, a genius and a legend. Yeah, he was something else, bro. Ain't no question about it. Yeah, man. Well, look, let me let you get off this phone, man. I appreciate your time, brother. Again, you're well-respected, especially in my world. You know, I'm about to go. I hear you on uh, Sirius XM, and I promise you, I blast it. As soon as I hear it, don't, don't. I'm, I'm in there jamming. I'm jamming with you. You feel me? So um, I feel you, bro. You know, just stay strong, that. brother. And the prayers are with you, man. And thank you for everything you've done for the game and just in general, man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you very much. No problem, man. You have a good one. Doc, y'all. Doc, out. Hey. my man. <laughs>